Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. It's always a great delight to gather as God's people on the first Sunday of every month and to take the bread and to take the cup and to remind ourselves of Jesus, who He is, what He has done for us. We remind ourselves that the bread speaks of His broken body, which was broken for us. It also reminds us, the cup reminds us of the blood of Jesus that was poured out of His body, the blood of the new covenant. So it's always a delight to do that every time we gather on the first day of the month. What I'd like to do today, if we can, is just take a few moments to share some scripture with you as we share together in this message. And, and I've been doing a little more memorization of scripture over the past couple of months. And I decided I wanted to memorize some of my favorite scriptures. And so I went to a passage in the Old Testament where the Old Testament prophet Isaiah wrote. And it's about the suffering and the glory of the servant of God. It's from Isaiah chapter 52, and it is a prophetic passage, but it's much more than that. It's a messianic prophetic passage. It's about Jesus. Isaiah wrote 2,500 years before Jesus was born. And yet in great detail, he talked about what Jesus would do on the cross for the nation of Israel, for the nations of the world, and what he would do on the cross for you. So let's just take a moment to look at that if we can, before we take our bread and take that cup and eat and drink together. So it's Isaiah chapter 52, verse 12, 13. See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. When he speaks of the servant, he's speaking about Jesus who said he came not to be served, but to serve. And he will act wisely. The Hebrew also means he will prosper. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. That's talking about Jesus being raised up to the cross. But not only being raised up to the cross, but lifted up from the grave. And not only lifted up, but highly exalted. He was taken back to heaven. And God said, you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords, my servant. And then you have this incredible sudden change. As it says this, just as there were many who were appalled at him, this one who is lifted up and glorious, the servant who is prosperous, there are so many who are appalled at him. Why? Because his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form marred beyond human likeness. Jesus went to the cross, beaten, and broken and battered and abused. They ripped out his beard. They put a crown of thorns on his head. The king of kings whose crown was a crown of thorns. They put on a robe and they mocked him. They beat him in the face. Blood poured out of his body. He was so disfigured beyond any human being. His form marred beyond human likeness. We look at pictures of Jesus on the cross and we don't really see it as it was. It was brutal and ugly. And then it says this, so he will sprinkle many nations. 
And that's talking, of course, of the blood of Jesus that was poured out. In the Old Testament, they would take the blood of the lamb of, that was sacrificed and they would sprinkle it. The priest would sprinkle it. And it was a symbol of forgiveness. Jesus will sprinkle the nations with forgiveness through what he did on the cross. Wow. And kings will shut their mouths because of him. Those who speak against him will have to close their mouths. And then Jesus talked about this in, rather Paul talked about this in Romans. He said, I wanted to go and preach to those who'd never heard. For they will, for what they were not told, they will see and what they have not heard, they will understand. For so many years in Uganda, they were not told and they didn't hear. But today Uganda has seen and understands there is a savior who went to the cross for the nation of Uganda. And then chapter 53 begins, this famous chapter so many of us know so well. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? There's this question. Who has God shown himself strong to? Who has believed this message about God? And then it talks again about Jesus. He grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. In other words, his beginning might have seemed very small and insignificant. A baby born in a stable not noticed. He didn't begin as a giant tree. He began small. And then it says he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Jesus didn't come to this world with the outward trappings of celebrity status. He came as a humble carpenter's son. He grew up in a simple boyhood so that he could understand and identify with each and every one of us. And then it says this, this is of this king. He was despised and rejected by mankind. The Jewish people rejected him. Away with him. We have no king but Caesar. His own people rejected and despised him. He was a man of suffering. He was familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. I'm sure the people of his day said, who is he anyway? He will die. The Romans will kill him and he will become nothing. Oh, how they did not know. And then it says this. Oh, this is about Jesus. 2,500 years before he went to the cross. Surely he took up our pain and he bore our suffering. Jesus himself spoke about this in the book of Matthew when he went out to heal some of the sick and they brought the demon possessed to him and he drove out the demons with a word. He said, this has happened to fulfill the words of Isaiah the prophet. Surely he took up our sicknesses and he bore all of our diseases. From this portion of scripture, I'm here to tell you today, there is healing on the cross for you. He took up our suffering, our pain, our sicknesses. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. Do you know who put Jesus on the cross? God did. The father put his son on the cross. Wow. Why? So that the next verse says he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. He went to the cross for you. He went to the cross for me. He went to the cross for the sins of the entire world. 
He was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Whoever you are, I want you to know payment for your wickedness has been made. It was made by Jesus on the cross. Wow. We all, like sheep, it goes on to say, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. Every one of us are sinners, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. What a great, great message to be able to tell the world there is hope in Jesus, who is the Savior of the world. He was oppressed and afflicted. But what did he do? He didn't open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent, he didn't open his mouth. He didn't defend himself because he was willing to go to the cross. He could have called 10,000 angels to deliver him. They said, if you're the son of God, come on down from the cross. He could have done it so easily, but he stayed on the cross and he was not, he was not held to that cross by nails. He was held to that cross by love. Love for you and love for me. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. He died. Yet who of his generation protested? The Jews didn't protest. He was cut off from the land of the living. He died. Jesus died. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. Jesus went to the cross to be the substitutionary lamb of God who would pay for the sins of the entire world. And he died so that he could take your place. The wages of sin is death. Jesus died for you. And then it says he was assigned a grave with the wicked. Those that were nailed with him were wicked. And with the rich in his death, the tomb that they put him in was a rich man's tomb. This is all about Jesus. Though he had done no violence, nor was seat in his mouth. No man could prove him to be a sinner. No violence, no deceit only truth. Yet, in spite of this, it was the Lord's will to crush him and to cause him to suffer. God the Father nailed his son Jesus on the cross. It was his will. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring, the people who will come to him, and he will prolong his days. In other words, he will come to life and the will of God will prosper in his hand. Oh, all around the world today, the will of God is prospering through what Jesus did through and is continuing to do through his church. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. In other words, he will rise from the dead and he will say, I paid the price. Satisfaction has been made. By his knowledge, my righteous servant, Jesus, will justify many and he will bear their iniquities. God took your sin and my sin on the cross. And what does God say he will do as a result? Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great and he will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out his life unto death. He has been given a name which is above every other name. He's been given a portion among the great. He was numbered with the transgressors, for he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Wow, what a great piece of Bible truth about Jesus written thousands of years ago. To remind us, that his body was broken to remind us that his blood was poured out. And so what do we do? Some do it once a year. 
Some do it every Sunday. Here in Watoto Church, we do it every month, along with lots of other people. We take the bread and we remind ourselves that this bread symbolizes or represents the body of Jesus, which was broken for you. So you can take it and eat it. And this cup reminds us of the blood of Jesus that was poured out as a blood of the new covenant. So right now, I want you to pray with me and then we're going to eat together of this communion table. Father, thank you for Jesus, the hope of the world. Thank you that you sent your son to die on the cross in our place. Pay the penalty that we should have paid. But he didn't stay in the grave. He was highly exalted. He was lifted up. He was raised from the dead. And because of that, we too have life. So we remember what Jesus did with this bread and with this cup. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. So if you're there, just take that bread, eat it, and contemplate what Jesus did for you. As you break that bread with your teeth, your sin broke the body of Jesus. And then take that cup that reminds us or represents the blood of Jesus. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us all our sin through the blood of Jesus. Let's take together of that cup. Thank you, Father, that you have not left us alone in our sin, but you have provided the solution through Jesus. In his precious name we pray, amen and amen. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, Write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey, hey,